Good morning and welcome to the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Overeaters Anonymous, A Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Amy G and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today's date is November 12, 2020 and today we are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous and we are on the chapter There is a Solution, the beginning of the chapter, page 17, and we will be reading that first paragraph, We of Alcoholics Anonymous. Today's readers are, and thank you for your service, Samantha H., Vanita L., Martha Z., Sam S., Yvette L., and our newcomer greeter, Devorah S., and our host for the second awesome unrecorded hour, Esther C. The reference numbers for yesterday, Wednesday, November 11th, 2020, is 15,758, that's 15758, that was for the 7 a.m. For the 10 a.m., 15,760, that's 15760. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book Study, Our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask for Sam S. to read the 12 steps. Go ahead, Sam. Good morning, Amy. Thank you. This is Sam S., compulsive overeater. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, I pass. 
Okay, thank you so much, Sam. I will now ask for Yvette L. to read the 12 traditions. Go ahead, Yvette. Good morning. My name is Yvette L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Britain, Connecticut. Uh, the 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for a group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service. I pass. Thank you so much, Yvette. Okay, how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. If you go over, you'll hear me say time. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one on your phone to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study. We are at the top of There is a Solution chapter, reading that first paragraph, and I'm going to ask Samantha H. to get us started. Go ahead, Samantha. Thank you, Amy. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. My name is Samantha H. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, bulimic, and restrictor from New Jersey. We of Alcoholics Anonymous know thousands of men and women who were once just as hopeless as Bill. Nearly all have recovered. They have solved the drink problem. Okay. Um, 
this is an, an amazing short little paragraph chock full of wonderful uh, experience, personal experience for me. Um, of course, um, now we're hundreds of thousands, if not millions, that have recovered um, in many uh, programs across the land, um, but especially our program, OA. And I was certainly just as hopeless as Bill uh, for decades. I actually got to OA when I was um, a young girl in um, 1992. I was 24 years old. And strangely enough, I was turned on. My first exposure was the big book of of uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, and I wish I could say I was abstinent all those years, but just like Bill, I was chock full of self-will, dishonesty, and self-seeking, and for decades, I was in relapse with the food. I didn't have the willingness um, that um, that I've had these past seven months, so I didn't have the, I wasn't recovered um, like I've been these last seven months. I had to let the food beat me into submission and um, and willingness. And uh, even though I've been a, a member of Vision and I've been listening steadily for the past five years, I didn't, I wasn't willing to have that 100% abstinence. I wasn't willing to have a, a sponsor walk me through the big book. I wasn't willing to uh, let go of certain resentments because that would mean to, for me to, to have to make amends I wasn't willing to do certain parts of this this program. I, unlike Bill, I wasn't a, a stock speculator. I wasn't a great businessman, but I was certainly filled with that self-will and that um, that ego, that um, that wanting to do things my way. And I, I really, but like Bill, I had to be um, I had to be beaten into submission by by the by the booze by the food, and uh, until I could absolutely um, submit myself to, to my maker and accept these principles and accept 100% abstinence and accept the sponsor that would take me through the big book so that I could have uh, a spiritual awakening and, and recover and be recovered. I had so wanted to, to, to announce myself to be a recovered compulsive overeater um, and I couldn't wait until um, I got through step nine and had my spiritual awakening to be able to announce that. Um, so I worked quickly and I worked steadily and uh, and eventually I got there and I had my spiritual experience and I did solve my compulsive overeating problem and the step 10 promises did come true for me, uh, just like they come true for anybody that does this work in this big book. Um, so we continue to, to carry the message and help others recover and solve their drink problem. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Samantha. Okay, so we're going to open the line to take others who would like to share on what was read. Just a friendly reminder, um, if you've shared in the last uh, three days, we ask that you please give way to others who could share their experience, strength, and hope. So that means if you shared on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, if you wouldn't mind, that would be wonderful. Okay, so who would like to share? Holy Janet B. Emily Janet B. Janet, I think I heard Harlan. Uh, Emily, I think it was Emily. Yes. Emily, I didn't get your initial. Sorry. Uh, well, you can give it to me later. Uh, okay, so I have Janet B., Harlan G., Emily. Who's next? 
No one else? Nessa R. Sir? KDF. Sharon B. Sharon. Colleen. All right, now we got ourselves a good group. Okay. So I've got Janet B, Harlan G, Emily, Nessa R, Katie F, Sharon B, and Colleen M. Awesome. Okay, Janet B, you're up, followed by Harlan. Please go ahead. Janet, star one. Hi, good morning. Can you hear me? Ah, now I can. Please go ahead. Okay, good morning. It's Janet B. Recovered from compulsive eating and bulimia in New Jersey. Well, since I'm the first share on this wonderful chapter, I think I will use my three minutes just talking about the title because it tells us so much. There is a solution. So the first thing I say is like, okay, if there's a solution, there's got to be a problem. So let's define the problem. And in diagnostics, it tells me my problem isn't food. My problem is lack of power. So my solution has to be finding a source of power greater than myself. The solution isn't finding the perfect food plan, the perfect sponsor, going to a certain amount of meetings, making phone calls, accessing power. And later on in this beautiful chapter, it says the solution is the grace of God, which really means it's a miracle. And these 12 steps show me how to have a miracle. Um, I, and it tells me there is a solution, one solution this program offers. So it's not Janet's way or Susie's way or anyone's way. It's the way that our founders work. And what did they do? They surrendered their life to God. They worked really, really hard cleaning up their past and then living to help others. And that is the only solution this program offers. And I've been living this way for over 37 years, and it works because there is a God who is just waiting to do miracles for all of us. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Janet B. All right, Harlan G., you're up, followed by Emily. Thank you very much, Amy, and thank you, Janet. That was great. I'm also going to focus. I'm Harlan G., by the way. I'm a a recovered compulsive overeater and I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. I'm gonna look at at the title too because it says there is a solution. I'm gonna focus on is because for thousands and thousands of years, there was no solution. Do we sometimes take for granted, or at least I do, we sometimes take for granted that there is a place to go called Overeaters Anonymous or Alcoholics Anonymous or, or whatever. 12-step program a person qualifies for, but for thousands of years, there was not. And snake oil salesmen and shysters and quacks would prey on alcoholics and their families. And the other way that I focus on the title is very similar to what Janet just said, but I want to share from my perspective too, that there is a solution because sometimes you hear that there's many, many ways to do this and many, many ways to do that. And for other people, that may be the case. I am not talking about those people. I'm talking about me. I cannot be left to decision-making because when I get left to decision-making, I will become paralyzed by my fear and paralyzed by my doubt. 
So what I need is a clear-cut set of directions. I need that spiritual toolkit laid at my feet and says, that says, here is what to do, when to do it, how to do it, and I cannot have choices. Because for me, if I have a choice between doing a step this way or that way, I will choose cheeseburgers, pizza, Chips Ahoy and Kit Kat bars. That will be my choice because I will use my doubt and confusion as an excuse to eat. I was hopeless. I was just as hopeless as Bill. I was walking dead. I was a sideshow. I was the butt of jokes. Doctors screamed at me. Adults in my childhood screamed at me. I became a person that was open game for everybody that had a hostility because I was morbidly obese. Now I can recover too. And I can live in a world and, and be in a world where I am acceptable and I can be released from my desire to kill myself with food and I can be released happily because of these steps. Unbelievable. The giants on whose shoulders I walk in here every single day. I'm grateful for every one of them, and I'm grateful for every one of you. You are part of the fabric that God uses to cover me when I'm cold. You are part of that blanket that covers me. You are part of my education. You are part of my recovery. Without you, I'm dead. So thank you, each and every one of you, for being here today. Amy, thank you for running the meeting. And with that, I will pass. Thank you so much, Harlan. Thank you. Emily. Emily, sorry, I forget. I was listening so intently, I forgot who was next. Emily, please go ahead. And that's the R, <laughs> you are next. <laughs> thank you so much for your service this morning. And uh, Team Thursday, this is Emily D as in dog, uh, recovered compulsive overeater in Chicago. And so grateful to share uh, this morning. I do love the start of a new chapter. Um, and I think, you know, part of what recovery has offered me is the chance to have that every day, to wake up, you know, wake up a compulsive overeater, but go to bed recovered. I mean, that, that, is, that, is, that is a gift um, that I go to bed, you know, sort of anything other than full of salt or sugar. Uh, and I am someone who got recovered this time after a very slow step back from relapse um, in a pandemic, which is also um, a complete miracle to me. And I think, you know, part of what's coming up for me in just this first paragraph is the acknowledgement that we are still in step one here. <laughs> and we've come a long way since the preface. Um, and there's there's still a lot to be focused on. And Step one is, is just so fundamental, and it's one that I come back to every day. Um, I have a little heart by the word we, um, and this big, beautiful W that is in italics and calligraphy or whatever the case may be, and I think about, you know, practically speaking, what that looks like for me today is, you know, having the willingness to invite other people into my life. There was someone very early on in, uh, in my recovery that said, um, when I came into the rooms this time again, 
uh, back in April said to me, you know, you don't have to have it all figured out. Would you just let us love you? You know, I had been in the rooms for eight years and like someone else mentioned, you know, I was not abstinent. I didn't know that. Uh, coming to vision meetings and, and working the big book in this way, really being in it, living the steps, not just working the steps, really opened my eyes to what abstinence is and what my problem is and what the solution is. And letting others love me, is you'd think, would be sort of an easy task, like who doesn't want that? But I think understanding that, you know, love is something that is both freely given um, and, and freely received now in my life more and more is part of what is helping me stay recovered. The connection in this program is what got me out of hopelessness. Um, and the hopelessness was absolutely essential for me uh, to be on my knees to that day on April 20th, you know, really have two choices. It was either total insanity as I stood alone in my apartment in Chicago with a stay-at-home order in effect that was available to me. I felt it. And the other was to get back into the middle of the herd and come back into the rooms of OA. And I found vision and I just started working this one day at a time. I put the sugar down one day at a time. I put the flour down. And then slowly I started to really connect with the other women and men in this program and call them when I'm sad and call them when I need help, but also call them just to say, how are you? Um, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Emily. Nessa R., followed by Katie F. Hello, Nessa? Hi, Nessa? can you hear Are me? You? Yes, I can now. Great. Okay, just had a little bit of a trouble there. But uh, this is uh, Nessa R., a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. And, you know, like this, this paragraph is the one that explains to me what being recovered means. It says we have solved the drink problem. It doesn't mean that I'm recovered because I'm not yelling at my kids or I'm getting along with people or, or I'm being able to hold a job. Um, you know, although those are manifestations of recovery, the recovered state means I have solved my drink problem. I'm not obsessed with food anymore is the promises that follow uh, step 10 on pages um, 80 for bottom 80 or middle bottom 84 and middle top of 85. Those are the promises that spelled recovery. And what it looks like for me now is, you know, I, I eat three weighed and measured meals a day with only water and decaf tea or caffeine-free tea in between. Um, and I don't think about food the whole entire time unless um, I'm eating it. Like, I'm just not thinking about food. Um, I also um, abstain from all my binge foods, uh, trigger ingredients, trigger behaviors 100%, which for me includes sugar, flour, caffeine, and a whole bunch of, and a whole bunch of other things. And the, the thing is, I'm, I don't do it begrudgingly. I'm not upset and feel deprived that I cannot eat that or the other, that I cannot be like everybody else at a wedding or at an event. I, I am very happy the way um, I'm eating because I am free from the food. I'm not fighting the food. I'm not running to the food. I'm not go- running away from the food. It's just not a factor unless I'm 
preparing it or eating it, it just doesn't figure in my in my day and I can focus on other things, the things that are important, the things that truly, truly make one happy. And the primary one of that is my relationship with God, you know, serving God uh, and helping others. Um, I'm coming up to my nine year of recovery. For nine years, I've been a size six. I'm not afraid when I go by clothes, whether I'm going to fit or not fit, I'm going to look horrible or not horrible. I know what my size is. You know, I've been wearing the same clothes, you know, year in and year out. And before, that was totally impossible. But the freedom um, in my mind, uh, that is where the recovery uh, manifests itself for real. You know, the fact that um, I'm in a position of neutrality and I haven't even sworn off. You know, I can be in the presence of the things that used to trip me time and time again, and I don't want them any more than I want, you know, a bowl of grass for supper, for example. They just don't call to me, you know. Um, you know, sometimes I go into a coffee shop to buy um, gift cards, and, um, oh, I see my time, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just pass, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass with that. Um, and uh, that's it. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much, Nessa. Katie F., you're up, followed by Sharon B. Go ahead, Katie. Good morning. This is Katie F., a recovered compulsive overeater in Virginia. And that line, um, they had solved the drink problem. I remember when I went to a meeting where there was someone, um, there were a few people who had, you know, six to nine months of abstinence and, and looked so happy and I just could not imagine having that much time. I couldn't imagine. Um, and just like people have shared this morning, there's been a number of people who have shared that are in their first six to nine months of abstinence and recovery, and they're recovered. And at that time, food had been such a knee-jerk reaction to everything in life, happy, sad, mad, glad, um, anything in between. And I worked in a job where, I had food available to me the entire time I was working and, um, and I worked 12 to 14 hours a day. So, you know, you can imagine how much food I ate and I couldn't imagine, I couldn't imagine that ever changing. I had gotten to the point where I thought, okay, I just have to accept the fact that this is just the way I am. And I just need to learn to be happy, you know, shopping at Lane Bryant and um, wearing size 22. And, you know, the problem was size 22 got uh, tight the second I washed my clothes and, you know, kept eating. So th that wasn't working. And I couldn't be happy. I couldn't pretend that I wasn't just completely out of control. It wasn't just this casual thing for me. It was nonstop eating. And, and I had been in OA for six years. So I really was, on, was pretty much to the point where I had given up on OA, too. But here I found people who, they, they were different. They were not white-knuckled abstinent. They were not, they didn't sound crazy in the way they were eating. They seemed serene and peaceful. And I didn't think that I would ever have that. I didn't um, think that I could possibly wake up one day and have, you know, 33 years of abstinence, which is what I have now. You know, I didn't, I didn't put down the food and think, okay, well, this is it. Okay, I found the solution. Okay, well, I'm never going to eat again. Great, thanks. You know, I just did one day at a time what I was told. 
And I put down the food in a way I'd never put it down before. And so I was cleared of my alcoholic foods for the first time and not in a, I'm on a diet now. And once I lose the weight, then I'll get to add back those alcoholic foods in small portions, which is what I always dreamed of being able to do. I wanted to be, you know, like a, a, a TV host who, who um, shows cooking and you just eat these little bites and, you know, or a gourmet chef who, you know, makes this special food and then everyone loves it. And, you know, that, that no longer was my goal and I am recovered and it's a miracle. And I am thank God for it every day. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Katie. Okay, Sharon B., your turn. Followed by Colleen M. Sharon, press star one. Sharon. Can you hear me? Ah, there you are. Please go ahead. Here I am. My name is Sharon B. from Brooklyn, New York. So grateful to be here. Let me tell you the miracle of recovery. Let me tell you the miracle of the solution for me. It took three years ago for me to go into the hospital and come out and came out of the hospital feeling lost and confused and angry. And at that second, I had hit the bottom I needed for the steps and the recovery to work in my life. And I proceeded to drop 62 pounds in that year. But like the addict that I am, I took my will back and stopped recovering. Yeah, the the weight continued to drop but I was as crazy as I had ever been. Today I have 237 days of miraculous abstinence and the miracle and a bit of the sadness in me is that it took a catastrophic illness for three and a half weeks to get me to stay in my apartment and do nothing but go to Zoom meetings. Nothing but lay on my back because I could not sleep on my bed because the pain was too severe. It took that kind of bottom to allow me to live in the solution. My solution is that I have to hit a bottom worthy of listening to my higher power. And that seemed to have been the bottom I needed. And while I'm so enormously grateful for that to have happened, you know, today I'm on step nine. January, I was on step four. You know, what I'm grateful for now, today, in this moment, is that there are 415 people on this line 
who are reminding me, you know, this disease is everywhere in this world and that we have a solution that works. Thank you. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Sharon. Colleen M., you're up. Hi, everyone. Good morning. This is Colleen M., grateful, for, grateful recovered, compulsive overeater from Maryland. And uh, I kind of wanted to focus on that line that talked about men and women that are as hopeless as Bill. And I certainly, you know, was hopeless. And like everyone that's already talked, which has been amazing. Um, you know, I've tried tried a lot of things to um, control my eating and to be eat what I wanted to eat and be thin. And, um, you know, like you all know, that, that did not work well for me. And uh, now that I've had the food down for quite some time, and that doesn't call to me, praise God, because I know that's a miracle. Um, that, you know, putting the food down for me has been the easier part. Now that I'm, you know, further along in my recovery because I continue to have to wake up and deal with my character defects. And um, life is hard for me right now. And uh, I, I heard somebody share uh, earlier in the week that, uh, you know, I would like to say that everything's hunky-dory and rosy, and, and it's not. But I don't know what I would be like if I didn't have this program. And uh, to be on this line every day because, uh, you know, you guys give me so much hope and, uh, you know, continue to work to connect with my higher power because I know I, I am not the power. Um, you know, I know this is the solution. Um, there's no doubt in my mind. And uh, I'm so grateful to have it. But life is still hard. And that's okay. I accept that. Um, I know God will. I'm, in, I'm where I'm at for a reason. And uh, I just wanted to say, I just wanted to, you know, uh, claim my seat today. And with that, I'll pass. Everyone have a great day. Thank you, Colleen. And we are glad you are here with us. Okay. So we are going to open it up for some more shares. We are on page 17, the first paragraph, unpacking that paragraph only. Um, We of Alcoholics Anonymous, just that one paragraph, and there is a solution. Who else would like to share on what was read? And again, if you've shared in the last couple days, i.e. Tuesday or Wednesday, we'd like to hear from others. Experience, strength, and hope, please. Linda D. I got Linda D. Devorah. Claire E. from the U.K.? I'm sorry, who again from the UK? Lisa B. Lisa B. Jackie R. From Massachusetts. Jackie R. I got time for, I think, a couple more. Leah F. Leah F. Okay, we'll hold on that. I, I did miss somebody. There was someone from the UK. I'm sorry I didn't catch your name. Um, if you could just Claire. give Claire. Oh, Claire. 
Okay. It's Claire E. Thank you. Claire, thank you. Okay, so I've got Linda D, Devorah S, Claire E, Lisa B, Jackie R, Leah S. Okay. All right. Great lineup. Linda D, please go ahead. Linda, Linda, star one. Linda D, we can't hear you. Sorry. Uh, I'm just so impressed. I'm Linda D from Connecticut. Um, I'm so grateful and terrifically impressed by all of you. I just love you so much. The courage and to be vulnerable and and to be the courage to show elation for, for recovery. It's just amazing. I'm so uh, struck by the word recovered. I, I've, I'm recovered um, uh, about, um, well, let's see, uh, six years, 11 months, and two or three days. And uh, wow, it's an ongoing thing. What it means to me is um, I weigh 129 pounds, not 276. And um, I look wonderful. I feel wonderful, except for some of the aches and pains of being human. Um, what it means to, that's what it looks like. Uh, and I have problems like everybody else, and a pandemic is uh, awful um, and scary. Um, the thing is, this is what it feels like. It is absolutely amazing that I have a relationship with God and that I know in my bones and my blood that God is love that shows up in different ways, an energy that shows up in different ways and has made it possible for me to look in the mirror in my own eyes and say, I love you. I really love you. And of course, being human, I will hear, blah, 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 this is wrong. And, and, and to know that that's the disease. Nothing, nothing has the right to block me from love, from the love that I was given at birth from God. Now, that's amazing because I was an atheist. I sure am not now. And I'm so grateful for you because you're all channels and vessels of that love and I love this meeting oh my god it's so great thank you and I pass thank you so much Linda D Devorah S you're up followed by Claire E hey hi good morning everyone my name is Devorah S and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from New Jersey and thank you all who makes this meeting possible I, too, love the chapter of, I, I, too, love the title, There is a Solution, because, you know, being an addict, I, I can't make up my own mind. I mean, I, people throw things at me, and I, I need one thing. I need one idea, and that is all I can, ha- I, that's what I could choose from. I can't, I, you know, I can't have choices. Um, so when I hear about this program that has a solution, that's what I need today. Um, and I'm really grateful to follow that solution. Um, and this paragraph, you know, tells us such, gives us such hope over here. Thousands of men and women who once were just as hopeless as Bill. I, too, was one of those thousands of people who are hopeless. You know, I was 
290 pounds. I had suffering. I was suffering from diabetes and high blood pressure. I was a young mother. I couldn't take care of my children properly. And, um, you know, I really thought that I was going to be, I was going to leave orphans. I was going to leave orphans um, because I was killing myself each day with the food. And, um, and I couldn't stop. And I did not know, I did not know that it was a spiritual um, solution. I didn't know that I was an addict. I didn't know that I had to put that, that there were certain foods that were causing to eat. I just thought that this is what, this is what I did, you know, all roads led to food. I didn't know um, what I didn't know. And thank you, God, today. It's 21 years that I'm here. Thank you, God, I'm still here today because I know that this is the solution. You know, getting the food plan and losing the weight, that's great. Thank you. I lived on a pink cloud for a little while until I realized there's got to be more more than just losing the weight. But I had to crack open this book and get into the real solution here, and that is finding a higher power and connecting with that higher power every single day um, throughout the day um, and hearing messages from that higher power. How cool is that? You know, when I'm sitting in in not knowing what to do next, and all of a sudden a thought came into my mind, and I act on it, and I like taking that pause and and realizing that God is giving me, you know, so many, so many, um, so much instruction that was blocked before. I couldn't access it. And today, you know, thank you, God, because developing this relationship, putting, first of all, putting the food down and developing this relationship each and every day brings me, um, brings me this brings me, you know, close to God and I'm going to be able to heal God and to seek his will, his will. So I am just so grateful for this opportunity and there's so much hope here. And those of you who are new, keep coming back because this is the solution. There's nothing else out there. And, um, and you too will want to seek it. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Devorah. Okay, Claire E. followed by Lisa B. Go ahead, Claire. Thank you so much. My name's Claire E. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in the UK. Um, do you know, I feel quite emotional. I'm a little bit late getting on the meeting today because I've just had a colleague at my house um, who has uh, who has our illness, and um, we've had a, a chat for the last two hours or so. And this is a person who's tried meetings before and not really not really gelled with it um so i've been trying to just persuade this person to sort of retry it um but what it really did for me was um it's just such a good paragraph you know we as alcoholics anonymous we as this fellowship i am so lucky to belong i feel i belong i know you're my people i know you have a solution for me um it inspires me every day and it just reminds me with people who are out there with our addiction who don't have this just how lucky we are to have found each other and, mm-hmm. and I feel that way. I feel really privileged um, to be part of this at the moment. And you know, there is a solution. This person I was talking to today, they are at that hopeless place and I know that feeling. I felt hopeless. I tried OA, I relapsed. I, I felt utterly that even OA wasn't going to have a solution for me. But we have, we found a solution and the solution is the 12 steps, the solution is the fellowship. And I have recovered. I have recovered having been completely hopeless, having thought I would never um, be able to live without excess food, without binging, without vomiting, without that life. 
I didn't think I could and I have recovered. I haven't needed to do those behaviours for three years now. Um, and the other thing that really occurred to me is about this time last year, I had the real great privilege of going over to uh, to New York, to uh, to New Jersey and going to the convention of Vision for You. And I will never forget feeling of looking into this massive, great big room with about 800 people in it. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. nearly all had recovered. You know, there were people out there, they were happy, they were chattering away, they were chattering in the lift, they were chattering in the foyer, they were chattering about recovery, they were meeting each other for the first time. It was an amazing sensation. You know, they had recovered, they had solved the food problem. There is a real solution on offer here for anyone that's struggling with food. And I really, you know, really hope that people find what I have found in this room, which is just that companionship, that identification, that message of depth and weight, and that connection with a power greater than myself, which means I don't have to binge anymore. And I'm really grateful. It's great to be on the line today. Thank you. Thank you so much, Claire. Okay. Lisa, it's your turn. Please go ahead, followed by Jackie. Thank you so much, Amy. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. And I do spell my name L-E-S-A. This has been such an amazing meeting, and all the shares have been so helpful to me. Um, it says nearly all have recovered, and that that's so important. You know, the the statistics of recovery, when we read in the forward to the second edition, it's um, – I think it's like 50 to 75% recovery rate is what they share in that second forward to that second edition. When we use this recovery, the recovery program, you know, found in the big book, rather than opinion, speculation, also it doesn't have to take a long time. That that's what really was so helpful for me. But, you know, it says um, we were just as hopeless as Bill. And, and what helped me understand that hopelessness was working with a sponsor because, you see, I didn't know that I felt this way until we got into the chapter more about alcoholism, but I unconscious or secretly, I just wasn't aware of it, thought that she is so much sicker than I am. And that's why she needs to work as hard as she does in this program. But that my case is different and unique. I didn't know that I was as hopeless as Bill. And that's why I needed to work with a sponsor, someone really one-on-one that could go through this book. And I needed to do it in, in a very clean abstinence And she told me in the beginning, you know, abstinence is the key to get in the door, but it's not about the food. It's really about the steps. And that's what I wanted. I wanted a guide to help me understand. And as she shared her experience, as we went through these readings, it's like the denial that I had began to be broken down. I don't know what I don't know. You know, I don't, I didn't know that I was in so much denial. And and that's the thing about this illness. You know, we don't know what we don't know. And it says they have solved the drink problem. And she showed me through her story and her experiences how she solved the drink problem. And that's really how I got recovered. Of course, doing the action steps, it's all about action. It's not just simulating this information. I had to take the action. And often when I took the action steps, I didn't really believe it or I didn't really feel it, but I just kept doing it, you know. And... um I'm so grateful for the fellowship. The person that shared before me really spoke of my experience also. It's the we. It's that declaration of we. It's a we program. And I continue to hear my higher power in all of you. Thank you. I pass. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you, Lisa. Jackie R. Followed by Leah S. 
Go ahead, Jackie. Jackie? I'm sorry, I was talking without star warning. <laughs> anyway, my name is Jackie, and I'm a compulsive eater, sugar addict, and I have been in program for 35 years, and today I feel like it's a new beginning and that it is what is going to finally work for me. I have committed, and I am going to start today on doing the big book step study process with someone in a vision for you and I feel so positive thank you that was not your timer Jackie <laughs> oh okay that, that was okay. Minutes, huh? I'm sorry please go ahead oh, if you want to oh, I do um in my time in my time with my higher power this morning was to call God I was writing and it just came out so beautifully. I could see it. I had been saying to my God, my higher power, I can't, I don't know why I'm not surrendering. I'm trying to take this, take this. Why aren't you taking this? And today the answer came. At first he told me, you know, you're no longer in charge, Jackie. I have given you everything you've asked for. And now you have to grow up. And, um, Anyway, what happened was that God told me this morning, and I conversed with him, that it's not the surrender. You might not be able to do surrender because it's an issue of control. And I thought, wow, is that ever great? But it's true. And I wrote about my control, and it was like I could see that God was leading me to surrender in the right way for me. So I am just thrilled. This is my first time speaking in in this um, meeting, and I'm thrilled, and you're going to be hearing from me more often, not, I mean, every three days or every whatever, but I'm letting the days go in between. I follow the rules. So anyway, you'll be hearing my voice, and I am so delighted to be hearing all of your voices. I have finally come home, and I am so excited to get going and get this done and get into the place where God wants me to be. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jackie. Glad to have you. Glad to hear you. Okay. Excuse me. Leah S., it's your turn. Please go ahead. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so very much. One sentence, they have solved the drink problem. I, I, um, I'm coming up against seven years of abstinence. I have, I have not solved it myself. I have solved it with the help of my higher power and with all of you fellows. I do not resort, I do not even think about the drink or the foods that they should solve different issues in my life. I just want to bring out one thing. The very first paragraph of a page really talks about what they're going to discuss in in each, uh, every, if you notice, if you read something or if you pick up a book. And um, it's very interesting. This book, the very first page is the preface, and the preface tells me 
1,150,500 copies were printed in 1955. In the first edition, it tells me in the first um, in the first paragraph, there is no further authentication that needs about this book. In the second edition, it says in the first paragraph, there is a wholesale miracle that is occurring among us. Um, in uh, the uh, third edition, let me get to it. Oh, okay. It also says a million with almost 28,000 groups in over 90 countries. In the fourth edition, it also tells us numbers. It, why is that necessary? Because we have solved our drink problem. We have solved, with the help of God, our overeating problem, which is nothing less than a miracle. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Leah. Okay, so we have time for one more share. Who would like to take that spot? Got to be somebody out there that wants to take us out. Adrian of Florida. All right. I'll share. You're the one. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, this is Adrian um, in Florida, and I'm very nervous to share. Um, I have a lot of years in, in program, over 47, and I am not one of those miracles. I do not have long-term abstinence. But you know, I go back into insanity from time to time, and but I always hover um, around goal weight, and that is a miracle in itself. You know, I I don't know. You know, like I keep saying, you know, when is the miracle going to happen? When am I going to get um, neutral around food? And you know, some days I am, and that's a miracle, you know, and sometimes it's a week, and you know, or a month, or, or, or a couple of months, or a year, you know, but the fact that I sometimes get insane and pick up again is is not what I, um, what I focus on. What I focus on is is how much recovery I've gotten over the years, how sane, how many sane days I've had over the 47 plus years. Um, and I know that my big floor is is not having a network of people. I am a master isolator and I so want to have a network. And so if I reach out to you, Please call me back. Thank you. Thank you so much, Adrienne, for sharing. And with that, we are going to wrap up our meeting. I'd like to thank everyone who has shared. Uh, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing.
Our share ID for today, Thursday, November 12, 2020, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting is 15,772. That's 15772. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Vanita, uh, will you please take us out by reading a vision for you? I'd love to, Amy. This is Vanita L. Recovered in Georgia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man or woman who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with God is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults and to God and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.